Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Gorgeous truck just drove by. Do you like trucks? Depends. On who's driving it? Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a sport car gal. You don't say. I like an old truck. I do not like a, like, don't give me a new truck. You don't, you, they don't, they don't make them with the Hemis in them anymore. Remember? That truck got a Hemi in it. A Hemi? Yeah. Like, in it's my something mind, to like do a, with the engine. Okay. I don't know what it is, but it would be. It was a whole commercial, like, for a while. They'd be like, that truck got a Hemi in it. <laughs> and it these big trucks that were loud. Oh. I don't like noise. Then so. what kind of truck do you like? Um, Even old ones are going to make noises. Yeah, but I, I, I like looking at them from afar. And then 
in my hypothetical world, the old truck I would have similar to like the old Bronco I would have is not a gas guzzler, is not bad for the environment, has seatbelts, is totally safe and isn't too loud. So you want an old one, the old body type, but then put a new engine Uh in it, an electric engine. Give her a young energy and a hardened old body. I have seen those people that redo the Broncos and I've seen the pink ones. Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. When I tell you, literally, all I do is send months those pictures. And it's yeah. like $175,000. I'm like, but it's so cute. And he keeps reminding me, babe, these cars are not up to like the safety things that you would want. If they've gutted it completely yeah. and put in completely new, brand new stuff, then yeah, it is. Yeah. But, you know, if it's just somebody working on a car, then no. But like they've gutted they've started gutting um old mustangs too oh yeah and just putting in where they're plug-ins but they have the old body type usb (laughs) yep (laughs) fuck yeah yeah Mm. could pimp my ride i actually like my ride my car's pretty cute it is it's so fucking dirty i am gonna make mine is mine is caked on mine's disgusting well mine has been to the golf course mm. multiple times a week for months oh by the way i moved one of your trash cans so i could get my car parked in but then i was like looking around and i was like where the fuck do i put the trash can so then i just put it back so i re-blocked myself in okay because i just wasn't sure where it went i have to still use directions to get here as well as to get to my own home that's understandable because there sometimes there's like you know different ways to go depending on traffic i don't know how to go to most places when i i don't want to go anywhere when i was like trying to go where was I trying to go? I was trying to go somewhere. Oh, I was trying to go to a meeting. And then I accidentally started driving here. Like my mm. memory. And I was. So you you know how to get here. But like, if you think about it, you my don't. body knows. Mm-hmm. My brain does not know. That's why I'm with everywhere, though. Yeah. When I'm going somewhere, I always use my GPS, highway, whatever's fastest. Uh-huh. But when I'm leaving, I love to take a scenic route if I'm not in a rush. You and my. And so I turn it on <laughs> so that. I avoid highways. And yesterday I was leaving little Poppy's birthday party uh-huh. and I did the scenic route. I was in some canyon. I don't know what fucking canyon I was in. It was scary as fuck. <laughs> and I had my top down, too. So I'm just cruising, looking over the whatever, like yeah. mountain cliffs. I'm coming through. I end, I eventually ended up in Cheviot Hills. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you were. Yeah. That's but it crazy. was it was an adventure. I had fun. It was like fun where it was like a little bit of fear that's in a, there. That's kind of fun. Yeah, a little bit of fear. <laughs> fun with the high stakes. Uh-huh. But I eventually got here. Well, the scenic route that Mots and I took on the way back from we went to Target because we needed to get uh cool weather sheets because mm-hmm. I can't find where I put my other ones. Mm-hmm. And so we bought some new sheets before laundry. Um, and he was like, let's take the, take the scenic way home. And it's evening. I'm totally fine with that. I'm like, okay, sure. We have our, our marinated pasta that is ready to be mm-hmm. ready to be boiled. And then we'll eat that. So like, there's not much of a worry about making dinner. And <laughs> he takes the, gets on the wrong, we're, we're driving, finally get onto the freeway after we've taken our sweet time, gets onto the wrong freeway. But I don't totally notice, except I go, doesn't feel right and he goes i definitely got on the wrong one we go another loop we have another like okay well you know it's just a scenic route gets on the freeway a different freeway to get to where we're going 
get takes the wrong freeway again, like veers off into the other thing. But thank God he did that because Melissa, I found where we have to move. I found the most beautiful. We as we were driving, it was like it looked like Marin. It did not even look like L.A. And I was like, is this a gated community? Are we allowed to be here? And he's like, no, there's like no, no gates. When I tell you these homes, it's this little road. It's windy. There's all it's like blanketed with trees on mm-hmm. either side. Full on archway. The homes grab some binoculars to see past the giant fucking driveways. Nice. Silent. Did you write down the street? Gorgeous. Well, as soon as we were, there was no cell service there too, which I was like, rich people. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't fucking steal my Wi-Fi. As soon as we got out of that little, the, 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 we, we, we cleared the brush. I immediately went, drop a pin. And then I went on Redfin and Zillow. And Mons goes, we have to live here. How much do you think these houses are? And I go, a casual seven milli. Why did you not send this to me immediately? Because I needed to be next to you when we okay. eat our lunch. And then I'm going to show you the pictures of these homes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit harder for me to find one that I want. Because granted, hardly any are going on sale. Because yeah, it's a coveted, you? A coveted area. Uh-huh. You probably got to get on one of the secret list with the real well, estate yeah. agent. Yeah. I'll have to just like reach out to like the Pizzagate Foundation. Mm-hmm. One of those things. Okay crazy and just the area was like so fucking cute and then the other side of the street is like we have to go back when it's light out because i was like what was there it wasn't other homes Mm -hmm. it was it was like the end of it was the end of the earth like it wasn't like a drop but it was just like what i assume were like more trees and grass and greenery and the whole thing there's a whole like hidden park and shit like it was Mm. just beautiful and it was not a gated community interesting and like i love driving through expensive areas of LA and I think a lot of people are like oh Bel Air Beverly Hills Brentwood no 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 you have to go to the Palisades and Pasadena to see these gorgeous homes well all that to say we say these are all fantasy worlds we're living in because we are not the Hollywood elite we're not in the one percent and also like if we afford these seven million dollar homes, we will also be building uh, either a tunnel or some like a uh, zipline system from your house to my house. Yes, so we don't have to. Leave. I think I love a zipline. Do you? Yeah. Like what kind? What kind? Like the kind you're there? holding on to, or like a ski lift? I fucking hate a ski lift. But I like the one I'm holding on. To- well, you're harnessed. We're not going purely monkey bar strength. Okay. I don't like the monkey bars. That was the first time I ever got the wind knocked out of me and I fell into those wood chips, which I don't know why we had those. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Rebecca, that, my teacher. I'm going to die. Time. In the, the 90s, the early 2000s, the wood, because they thought that it was absorbing heat, but it was just giving everybody splinters. They're like, it's cleaner than sand. And more painful. And more painful. They hurt they so hurt. bad. And I have so many questions because California, my whole life, we've been raised fires, fires, always having fires. Why would you surround that? I didn't even think about that for you. School with kindling to set it aflame. Yeah, that's true. Can I tell you about the greatest swings that ever existed? Okay. So when I lived in Texas at our school, I feel like Texas would have good fucking parks. We had swings. And I've never seen them anywhere else. I don't even know what to look up to find mm-hmm. them. But they were they were orange. 
and they were made out of metal and they kind of like you remember those like bouncy horses that people had uh-huh. but imagine that but just like metal with no like horse thing in it and then they had handles on them where you could instead of moving your legs you would move the handles with your arms and you would go like so hot like it was like a machine that you were using and they would swing so high and they were so much fun i've never seen them anywhere else so if anybody that's listening knows what I'm talking about. I have not seen them since I was nine years old. But like, do they continue to exist? And if so, where? We need adult playgrounds. A hundred percent agree. We used to have a swing that was something like it kind of looked was like a pendulum sort of thing. So instead of like a seesaw where there are two people on either side, uh-huh. it would be like the swings were coupled together. So you would go one direction, the other person would go the other direction, but it would be like in groups of two. Mm. And so you'd be like swinging like this. Uh-huh. And so like it became like a, an activity to do with a friend. It was so, oh, yeah. I love that shit. The, the orangey things too. They also had like somebody could get in the back of it as well. So it was, there would be like single ones and then double mm-hmm. ones. Wow. God, I could go for a swing. I could go for a swing too. I had a, I had like a really janky old like swing set in my yard that was like other... I wanted a trampoline so goddamn fucking bad. First of all, if I jumped on a trampoline, the entire house, like my entire yard was surrounded by blackberry bushes. Mm -hmm. I would have gotten real cut up, worse than Mm -hmm. wood chips. And that just would have never been allowed. Also because it's on a hill. So like, if you went, you you had a far to fall. Uh But I had this like old rickety little swing set. If you are someone who's like listening to this around young children, this is your opportunity to pause. I remember finding out that like, Santa wasn't real and also naturally it's me so who is listening I guess we do have people that are they parents kids. yeah so but why would you let your kids listen to this no I know so I said I gave them an opportunity if it was like you're like I'm just gonna pause okay especially in the background if you heard the words like Santa kids mm-hmm. ears might perk up and actually I think I figured out that the Easter bunny wasn't real and then I immediately did some deductive reasoning and I said so then therefore the tooth fairy is not real and Santa is not real and I have this memory of me on my swing set like it's as if I have like a bird's eye view of like me like my little knees together on the swing set like sad swinging but now I need to get a swing set yeah you can get an adult swing see but that's not what I want and if like Moss ever suggested I'd be get your head out of the gutter this is for my I'm healing my inner child you perv (laughs) (laughs) oh um I do guess we should probably introduce us and the show because we never did Now that you know so much more about us, uh, my name is Megan. My name is Melissa. And together we are a candy-coated chocolate treat. And we are also a rapper who Moss gave me like a life story of Eminem last night because I was like asking some random questions. Have you ever seen 8 Mile? No. Well. This is Don't Blame Me where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. And we answer your voicemails and we listen to your voice memos. But we only have two calls and we want to shoot the shit. So we're going to do this. We're going to shoot the shit and then we'll get into like how you call and all of that stuff before that. But I do want to say acknowledge that, you know, WGA has been the writer's strike has been going on. I forget this comes out first. Yeah. Now we're on. You're specifically on together. We see each we're other. together. We're both yeah. on strike. Yay! Yay. So SAG um, after is also on strike. Um, there's also a lot of rules as a producer that I have to follow too. Yeah. So I'm basically like double strike, dude. Yeah, I'm um, so glad that you're organized and put together mentally because I'm struggling. I had to, like, I had, I literally spent all Saturday reading mm-hmm. all the rules and regulations because there's 
things that I have going on, both pot like under podcasts, there's a lot of rules for yep. podcasting. And then there's a lot of rules for um, other forms of media as well yep. that I had been working on. And now some stuff with the podcasts have gotten canceled. We can't talk. You know, we usually talk a lot about like pop culture and things. We can't talk about anything mm-hmm. under a strike company. Yeah. So any you know, we usually talk can't about what we're watching. We can't talk about what we're watching unless it's reality TV or soap operas. Yeah. So unless it's like perfect opportunity for you to get into soap. So I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like we could talk about housewives if we wanted yeah. to. To talk about was Love Island if we wanted to. But yes. I just, yeah. But just out of solidarity for everything. Yeah. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's even harder if we like, own, you know what I mean? Like, certain things so maybe we will talk about that kind of stuff if we are if if i suddenly start watching a soap opera Mm -hmm. maybe that'll be what we do talk about (laughs) but it's brutal yeah but i also think like because wga is also striking and that is under the soap opera stuff that it might also be frowned upon too but i've seen other like soap writers talking about Mm -hmm. soaps but they're they are striking for the most part, um, except for the ones that went FICOR. Uh, but, but the actors for soap operas are under a different. Yeah. They're in SAG, but it's under a different. It's not under the T. They're under uh, daytime TV mm-hmm. as opposed to TV theatrical. So yeah. it's different. And they renegotiated their contracts last year. So, you know, we do talk a lot about that stuff. We've we've done full episodes of our other podcasts about some things and we will not be doing that Mm -hmm. as long as the strike is going on and demands are not met which i will be talking about it in this week's episode of but am i wrong Mm -hmm. when you hear our demands they are it's the minimal they're they're literally the minimal people are like wait that's not a thing already and i go no and they're willing to just not Mm -hmm. (laughs) in order to uh whatever they think their long game plan is yeah literally asking for minimals and uh-huh. both of them not even like not big things like nothing that's going to make anybody a millionaire no actors are not asking for a livable wage no that's never been the thing it's most 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 sag actors 95 percent of sag actors uh do not make a living mm-hmm. acting but it's a matter of not spending money and not even re- breaking even mm-hmm. or recouping it yeah so um there's that so yeah it's gonna the show's gonna be a little different for for mm-hmm. a while. And if you hear any weird cuts, mm-hmm. it's because we accidentally we did. slipped up. And but we're we stand in solidarity, and uh, we won't be doing it. No, because no one is fucking coming for my health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> ah, I'm so fucking afraid. I'm accidentally gonna. He'll be okay. Anyways, so what did you get up to this weekend? I explored our beautiful city on scenic routes. I. I, my cousin gave me these sunglasses that they're really cute. They're pink sunglasses, but the lenses have a slight pink twinge to them. Mm-hmm. And some streets, for some reason, are pink when I'm in them. So it's a delight. I've noticed that like it's some newer paved things, but it also depends on how the sun uh-huh. hits it and buildings, too. And so it's like a little treat while I'm driving is oh that God. there's a little pink twinge to some things. Like a like non-threatening a, visual shrooms effect. Yes. That's so I was fun. driving through the hills on Saturday. Uh-huh. And once I got around the curve by like where AFI is, uh-huh. you know, the whole street was like pink. That's and so then nice. it switched again. But like as I'm driving, they t- things turn pink and it's cute. 
Wow. So that brings, you know, it's a small thing to bring you a little joy. Yeah, that's like adorable. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. I was obsessed with, um, I don't know if you remember, like, so 3D movies uh-huh. were. Is it a specific thing? No. Okay. You know okay. about it. So you know how they're used? <laughs> there used to be the only 3D glasses I ever remember are the plastic ones. Mm-hmm. But I know the paper ones mm-hmm. were a thing. By the way, I recently discovered that 3D movies have existed for a very long time. Yeah. Like before we were born. Melissa, when I tell you that blew my fucking mind. So when it was kind of like when you would go to a concert and you would keep like the wristband Uh on or something like that. Kids at my school, if you went to like a 3D movie, you would punch out the lenses and like wear them to school. Like of like the plastic ones. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of the things we did were interesting Uh to say the least. Oh, I told you this before I was hanging out with my nephew yesterday and I was showing him songs and we, you know, go back and forth. He's very into 20 trucks right now. First of all, there's one 20, 20 trucks song. If what is you, 20 trucks? It's like a, a blippy kind of style, like children's music. And they have like a video thing that accompanies it. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent or you're someone who hangs out with like a young child family member, or you're a daycare worker or something. You, if you know, there's one fucking 20 trunks truck song. When I tell you it is so spooky, it's the spookiest song I've ever heard. I go, this song has bad vibes. Apparently the video he can't watch because it's also spooky. And his mom was talking about it. I go, I know exactly what's your song you're talking about because he showed me it. But anyways, when it was my turn to play a song, I picked Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. And we're dancing. And he just looks at me and he goes, a party for rocks? And I was like, exactly. So I also played him Telephone by Lady Gaga and Beyonce. And Mm -hmm. he loved it, doing the little telephone finger. Mm -hmm. But if anyone has any suggestions of other songs that conceptually have like an object or something in it that a three, almost four-year-old would know so fast car has been one that i've gotten him into we've done getaway car he loves a car but i'm trying to find ones like that so i can get him into it he also loves watermelon sugar but he pretended he didn't know it and i was like you've been my guy we've been playing this fucking song since you were a baby and you love this song and he was like i don't know if i know this song and i was like you do know this song they play so he goes no i know this song and i go i know you were lying oh and then i taught him and i was like do you know what we say when our favorite song comes on and he was like no what do we say and we go this is my jam and so then he goes this is my jam and then i made his dad go in the room and he did it he was dying and then i go and when it's one of our a song we really like but it's not our favorite song we go that's a bop and so then he would go that's a bop Aww. my favorite thing ever is just like getting him to say things like what one of my ultimate ones was I would just talk in a British accent like and saying like, oh, London, baby. And mm-hmm. then he goes, London, baby. And it's just fucking adorable. I love it. I'm obsessed. But yeah, me and my niece, who's weeks younger than him, like two weeks, I yeah. think. She's not into anything that you just said, but she loves like comics and uh-huh. things like that. But she's also into this thing of like she hated talking to me on FaceTime. Oh, like she yeah. just doesn't like FaceTime. But then when Pandemic I start doing, baby. yeah, when I start doing weird voices, she's oh. drawn to it now. And so now I have to talk to her. Like she runs over it so I can do my weird voices. Mm. And also we pretend like we're like biting each other and she loves it and go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking yeah. cute. Oh, my God. I love when they get into just like random things. He's also has never, ever like read any of 
the comics or anything. Mm -hmm. He had one shirt on and his parents also don't know any of this. And so a lot of it's like hand me downs. Mm -hmm. So he's never read any of the comics. His parents are not into comics and he has a shirt with like all of the characters from the Avengers in the comics. Mm -hmm. And they were like, could not even name who they were. And Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, well, maybe when Uncle Moss and Aunt Megan come over, like they might know. And naturally, I was like, step aside. I got this. And I like pointed them all out. And then he got, uh, he's now in his comic book era, which again, he's in his comic book outfit era, mm-hmm. not the entity of the comic books. Uh-huh. Um, and then he got a Batman one and it had all of the villains on it and was asking his mom, like, who, what are their names? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And he goes, that's okay. Aunt Megan will know. I think I might write a graphic novel. Have I, I I had a graphic novel era of like that's Do you what I love to read. It? It'd be so fun, yeah. I know. Well, depending on like what kind of style you're going for, if it like matches like my, I need to be like my artistic integrity. Anyway, you know, postmodern Renaissance, <laughs> Cubism, um, Impressionism is kind of like my Impressionism. Niche. I'm sorry, yeah, okay. Cubism didn't get the laugh? No. I could see Cubism, cubism be is so fucking weird. I'm obsessed. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, I could see that be, but Impressionism, no. No, no, no. no, no. no. It's like it's a mix of them all, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. Okay. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. I should take this moment to promote our Patreon because we're looking stunning, specifically this blue on you. Thank you. I'm obsessed. Thank you. With your storm hair. Look at you. You would be a rainbow. Storm, sunshine, and flowers. Anyways, should we? Oh, I should tell Let's people tell the show how the calls work. So mm-hmm. we're going to listen to some of your voicemails and voice memos. I'm so sorry I've been ignoring you, video. If you've been looking, I've been, I've been looking at, at you. Um, so if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 or international listeners. You can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. So same requirements for both voicemails and voice memos. You have to be H and R over, have your parents' permission. We do ask that you let us know your ages. If it's someone else's involved in what you're telling us, include their ages. It's all anonymous. So use fake names or just, yeah, just use fake names. And you only have three minutes from the time that you hear the beep. And that might sound stressful, but it doesn't have to be stressful. You just write everything down before you call. Write everything down you want to say. Pull out the timer on your phone or uh, uh, an hourglass and time it out. Practice it a few times. Make sure you're under that. You include all of the relevant information because we can only give you advice based on the information that you give us. So having the stuff that's like the most crucial and important that drives the plot forward, that's how we can give you the best advice. And then finally, just read it on the voicemail or in the voice memo. Then Bob's your uncle, which what the fuck does that? Where did that come from? I don't know. Would you like me to look it up? I'll look it up later. Okay. So um, we're going to have a little chat after, you know, this. We're sandwiching you with social time. Yeah. But the next one will be kind of like a look to the future. What? I thought you meant it was something we already recorded in the future. No. Okay. 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 We're going to we're going to all we're going to talk about our relationship and where we see this going. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We need to talk. Shall we get into call number one? Yes, give some advice. Hi, Megan. Hi, Melissa. I'm calling to ask for help on how to manage fitting into workplace culture. So for a little bit of background, I right now am a healthcare student on my third rotation of field work slash clinicals. And right now I am out of sight for eight weeks. And, you know, I'm working here full time and we were having lunch today. And we were just having regular lunchroom conversations with coworkers. And we started talking about Taylor Swift, who's one of the other pers- people that worked at the site, went to the Taylor Swift concert. And someone asked, what's the big deal about her? What songs does she sing? Um, why is she known for being famous? All of these things. And I was explaining things. And I asked what their favorite or who their favorite artist was to try and like make common ground about, oh, I listen to this person, you know, to relate to music because music is very relatable. And they answered that their favorite artist is Kanye. And I instinctually didn't even think about it, didn't have time to filter myself, say the person who said slavery was a choice. And they say that Kanye's wording was wrong, but they agree that slavery was a choice that people could either go into slavery or they could die. And I was appalled by that statement. And after that, he tried to justify it by saying people who were celebrities who were really great at their field, but then did terrible things off or out of their line of work, like get a pass for their actions because they're great. And so I want to know, as a student who's only there for eight weeks, how do I navigate this environment 
after an interaction like this. Thank you so much. Love the podcast as always. And you guys are the best. Bye. Well, you report him. I think you report him because he's working like this person's going to be working in healthcare, And I don't think that that is bigotry is not like a difference in opinion when you are taking care of people. But I don't think they were saying it as bigotry, though. This is what I think that this is what they meant is that Kanye was saying that they either had to go into save slavery or they would die. And that was their choice is that they they chose the lesser of the two because that's why they said that. And then if that is the case, then that then there it's not bigotry. There's, because they it's said like a loophole. Yeah, it's a loophole because they said Kanye's words were taken out of context, and that's and how I they agree with. And what that's how they said. But this is the context. This is, that this we is how I interpreted on. it. It's like they're evolving and getting <laughs> smarter. Yeah, because like, no, you're right that that like yeah, because that like my instinct is to say like report this person because but, yeah, this doesn't that that's like a not okay thing to say, but. Mm-hmm. I have it used to be complicated, but not anymore. A complicated thoughts about like Kanye West. Yeah. A lot of people did. I love like his high school dropout album is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's great. And there were things that I would excuse, excuse until the point where I could not excuse anymore. And it started with the slavery as a choice thing. Mm-hmm. And it's harder when you start looking at a lot of musicians who they are behind closed doors, most of them suck. Yep. And it is hard where it's like, if you look at most people, and I used to be like a firm line of like, I cannot separate art from Mm -hmm. the artist. And now the more that I learn about most people, I'm like, most of these people suck. And if I continue to do that, there's there's no art left. Yeah. And it's a catch 22. And I think you just kind of have to figure out where your lines for this are. I am like a heart like I do not listen to Kanye anymore. There are some other people that I know that they've done terrible things and I still listen to their music and enjoy their music. But like if you look, uh, for example, you look at most rock stars from 70s, 80s, 90s that people exalt Mm -hmm. as like the greats. Most of them had relationships with underage girls. Mm-hmm. And you, t- you take away most music when you look at that. And it's yeah. just hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think like navigating this is going to be you just have to like separate people. Like you've got to do it the same way that like you've got to sit. I mean, like you were talking about Taylor Swift. She's done some things that are yeah. not great. Yeah. And. You there's a line that you probably have for her that you're like, if she were ever to cross this line, then I'm out. But like she's kind of towed some of them. Mm-hmm. And so like, where's your line? And I think if you're like working with people, going to school with people, you just have to separate them, not get to know people. Yeah. And just take them for who they are in a professional sense. And that's it. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say, I think you need to categorize people. Mm -hmm. So like I have hard lines with. So I'm not going to watch something that is currently making money. Mm -hmm. If you have been abusive, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. If it's something that a someone who worked in behind the scenes later on years, years later, um, a, a piece of work that is very old. I don't know, I'm very like 30 years old or something that I've watched prior. 
I've already seen something comes out finding out that someone who was a behind the scenes person of that was awful. If I like the the thing, I might watch it again. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying money to go see that thing ever again. And I'm not going to actively seek it out if I didn't love it that much that first time. The thing that I will never do, I will never defend or justify something that I am like listening, if it's specific like music that I'm listening to of being like, oh, well, this is why I I could still listen to it other than like, yeah, I I don't want to know about their personal shit mm-hmm. because like I don't fucking like it. And like I might disagree with like how some people's uh, takes on certain things. I mean, I've I, I can talk. I've talked about it on here. I, I know I think I talked about it on it, but am I wrong? And I've talked about my Instagram. Like I don't agree with Maddie Healy and the shit that he's done. I do believe that what he thinks he's trying to do is uh, a good and progressive and political thing. And I truly believe even if you don't intend to be a bigot, you can still be a bigot. I don't think he's seeking out doing that behavior. I think he is a a white man who is accidentally being a bigot, thinking that he's not. But I'm never going to defend it in the sense that I'm like, no, 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 you misunderstood what he said. Because I'm like, whatever his intentions were behind it, like the result and the outcome is the same and how people feel about it is what matters. And like, it's not okay. I know nothing about this man other than when this stuff came out. And so to me, he's just a bigot. Exactly. And so like, that's one of those things that I'm like, this is someone who like, the music am I following someone as a person no zero desire to know anything about this person at all old music that I grew up listening to that I've totally loved s- still still really love that music like that doesn't change I like am I going to be like actively paying money for it no do mm-hmm. I hope that this person changes their ways without a doubt but if I then defend behavior that I also do not agree with but I can like whether whatever you're like looking past or ignoring, I'm never going to defend it because my hope is that ev- they'll everyone will just do better. Mm-hmm. But if I defend it, then I am I've justified it. I'm not separating the art from the artist if I'm defending it. Right. And that's how I feel about your classmate is you cannot use the argument defending the art from the artist when then you justify right. what they said and what they did. So that to me is not separating the art from the artist. So I would put him in a category of like, this is someone who like, I don't fuck with unless Mm -hmm. we are assigned on a project together. And this is someone who like, I do not engage in conversation with. I we're in a group of people. I'm going to be talking to the other people. If he's around and he's there, I don't feel an obligation to be cordial. I don't have an obligation to like ask how their weekend was. Or maybe you, you do feel like that's what you would make you feel more comfortable in like having those social interactions. So to me, some people just like show show their hand and I go, cool, know which box to put you in. But the question I would follow up with for you, caller, is who are you close with in this class and what is their response to that? What was their reaction to that? Because this doesn't seem like this is a person who you're really close to, but like people you're close to in your class, that those to me, those are more important boxes and more important people to put in different boxes. So, you know, I would hope that you have someone who you can be like, afterwards they can turn to you when like he walks away being like oh my god I fucking hate that guy like that was like yeah. literally you know what I mean so like knowing where you stand uh in your relationships with other people because he's not important at all mm-hmm. but not letting that interaction be like oh I can't be friendly with anyone but outside of class too there's going to be people that you work with and also people that you care for that you're not going to agree with and so 
this right now is the perfect time for you to just like learn that like you have to separate your professional life from like your personal feelings Mm -hmm. too yeah especially and I'm knowing where you live especially where you live you're gonna have to do this a lot yeah and like it's a great exercise in redirection Mm -hmm. and I say this is somebody whose grandmother got uh, Lou Gehrig's disease and she turned into a person who said horrifically horrible things and I was a kid and I just remember like oh the goal it was always we're redirecting Mm -hmm. we're redirecting this and so it's like there are there are things that people can say or do, um, and especially in a line of work that involves a healthcare line of work, people go through different things and it's redirection for, you know, the well-being and like the the best outcome for the people you're caring for, but also for your own sanity. Right. So that just is uh, you would think like that. And I could understand the disappointment of like thinking like music to me would be like, a oh, this is not a hot topic that is going to be like wildly controversial necessarily so it can be a little jarring that you didn't it's not like you like presented a controversial question Mm -hmm. you know yeah he also needs to learn how to shut up read a room yeah like people should be get embarrassed more Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like we we should all have a little more shame Mm -hmm. like well we hope that was helpful on to the next hi megan and melissa i'm 24 she her and my boyfriend is 30 he him First, here's some background about our relationship. We met in August 2020, almost three years ago in college, both as undergrads. He went back for his bachelor's after a lot of anxiety and trying to figure out what he wanted to do. He was super anxious about being older in college, so he lied about his age to everyone at college, including me, until about four months into dating. We had a rocky relationship over the past two and a half years. He wasn't sure what he wanted, wasn't sure if he loved me, and would distance himself emotionally from me. We broke up, I think, three times in the first year. Each breakup would last about a week, and then he would come back saying he's made a mistake. In January 2022, we finally broke up again, or we broke up again, and I said that it was final. He ended up begging, and a month later, we got back together. I fell back in love with him in April 2022. Now, we've been long distance since last summer because I moved to Boston for grad school, and I like the area for my field. I've been working full-time while going to grad school, and he moved back home with his parents because he still had one online class to finish and to take his licensing exam. His initial plan was to get an assistant job for about six months until he got his license and then look for a full-time job most likely near me. When he went in for the interview, they ended up offering him a full-time position in his field. He took the full-time position to get experience while finishing his degree and signed a lease to get out of his parents' house. We live over four hours away, and it's usually more with trust. Last month, I went to Europe with my family for two weeks, so we didn't end up getting to talk on the phone every day like we usually do because of international phone plans and time zones. He hasn't been doing super well mentally, so I made the drive the weekend after I came back. He ended up casually mentioning that a girl at the bar kissed him when he was talking about how it's super hard to make friends and people at bars just want to hook up. He instantly saw that it hurt me and explained how he instantly pushed her away and how she was super blocked out and came out of nowhere. I know he goes to bars sometimes, but that's because there's not much else for him to do in his area, and I don't want to be controlling or tell him how to live his life. I also asked why he didn't tell me right away because he wasn't sure why. He said he never should have said anything, and I reminded him again that I'd much rather he be open and honest with me about everything right when things happen rather than lying or not telling me the full story. It's been about a week now since he mentioned this, and I'm not really sure what to do moving forward. 
I love him a lot, but it hurts so bad to think about him getting kissed by someone else. And then thinking it would be better not to say anything to me at all. And we've talked about it in the past, how I really think that not saying the full story is similar to lying, which I hate so much. Love you both so much. I'm not sure what to do. And I've been listening since before season one, before Melissa. Thank you. Bye. I got caught up on the fact that he lied about his age when you were 21 years old to start when you started dating him. I got caught up as soon as you said, I'm 24. He's 30. We met three. We started dating three years ago in college. Yeah. And I went, no. But he was and he no, was yeah. lying about his age. Yep, that And we got to that. And I was like, already out. I'm yeah. farther out. Like I am miles, miles away from this camp. Me too. I am in a different I'm I've taken an international flight. Uh-huh. I am on an iceberg with penguins and they are saying I'm taking you to the farthest place on Earth. I'm so I'm not even in the, in the dugout in this camp of yours. He has he lied to everybody at the school because he was embarrassed for his age. I don't know. There's I feel like it's like there's no set age for college. That tells me that he was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. Yep. Yep. He didn't want 18 year olds to know how old he was. If this man had shame about his age in the sense of like, I should be more accomplished where I am. He moved back in with his parents afterwards. Mm -hmm. So he's not he's not so shameful or so feeling so bad about like where he is in life that he's not going to. Not that I think he should think that's the right move, but I'm just saying like if. (laughs) If the 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 character assessment is the reason why he did that was because he did not feel like he was supposed to be where he was supposed to be at at that age. There is no living up to that. But that also tells me that he was doing like typical college age things and not just going to class and going home. He was going out to like events and parties and things with people that he should not have been partying with. Yeah. Like if you're going to lie about your age, be like, oh, I really like. I I should be like farther, all of that kind of stuff. If it's, I should be farther along in my life, then he should have been an apartment that he's racking up debt for because he's like, I have to, I have to, I have to fit in Mm -hmm. with my peers. But instead of that, it's, I can't fit in with my peers. So then I'm going to lie about my age. That doesn't make sense. I'm disgusted. That doesn't make any sense. I'm so disgusted. That's not what you do. You do not, if you do not fit in with your, if you're not where your peers are in life, you pretend to be where your peers are. You don't lie and say you're younger. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, and I'm friends with a lot of straight men. And this is an issue with, I mean, it's an issue with women as well, but like it's specifically an issue with this like macho manly culture of like, oh, well, like, you know, getting the promotion, getting like the, getting the girl, like getting the, having the fan, whatever it is. Like there is this set idea of being a man and a provider and all of that stuff. And the amount of people who will just go through the motions, even if I know people on fucking, especially in LA, on like minimal assistant salaries who like were just racking up to keep Mm -hmm. up with that. That's what you do. You don't go down because to me, where is his friends? Right. Because people you can't do like people would call him out. And would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that would be embarrassing to his peers. But it's because he does not align with his peers. And he's specifically trying to be younger because he wants to assimilate with younger people, which is hooking up with younger people. And I cannot imagine myself 27 years old just hanging out with college kids. Like even with like our age gap, when I was I was not I would not have been hanging out with you at that age. Like that doesn't make sense. 
we did not become friends until like in we life older experience. in life That's experience. Because yes. I'm like, I left college early. And so like I've friends, I'm friends with a lot of people who are older than me. And like we met because we were in the same life, life stage mm-hmm. and we're, we met through work and those things. And it's also because my social life matched up with my professional life. Yes. Like I was at the same place socially as a lot of other people who are older th- like me that like, and also I'm not saying that as a, <laughs> as a good thing, like growing up too fast is not a good thing, but I can acknowledge that like, that's why I, 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 I did that, but I did not make myself hanging out some younger and four months into a relationship to admit that that is so icky I'm assuming you've already slept together or at least like had some sort of physical intimacy Mm -hmm. at that point and like I do not think specifically physical intimacy is okay if you are withholding information from me that you think might change my mind that I'm going to participate in not just physical any type of intimacy totally but like there's just something about that that feels like well I already got it yeah and it's like ew like if you thought there was going something that was going to make me not want to be with you and you're withholding that information from me you're removing my agency Mm -hmm. and I just I I can't stand that because he also does not know that if he met you and introduced himself as like hi I'm 27 that you would have been like oh no I'm not interested right he waited until you were already emotionally invested in this to tell you. And that is messed up. Especially because men already know at 27 that they can make themselves enticing to people in their late teens, early 20s without having to, they don't have to lie about their mm-hmm. age. Like they can do that. It's like to me, that makes it like now you're going after 18 year olds right. because it's even younger. So I'm just going to say right now, like there are, this is, there's not a green flag in sight. This entire thing is riddled with red flags. And the reason why you're at this crossroads that you're at now is not like a miscommunication. It's like, this is the wrong dude. Mm -hmm. Like this is him. This is the wrong dude. And like, there's no shame in, we've all dated the wrong dude. We've all been with the wrong dude. We've all dated and gotten back together with like, we've all been there. It's at this point, maybe even considered a rite of passage, but you can't make the wrong dude the right dude. Right. So there's no amount of communication. There's no amount of effort put in on your end that makes up for the difference. And there is no, if you saw the potential in him or, and the other thing that I think in this, it's like you're, you've seen the improvement. Mm-hmm. But when you start as a gutter rat, a small up into a a a, a, a musty opossum is, is an improvement. Like when you're starting from like, this man lied about him, like you can only go up from there, but you're never going to like reach a level of relationship, like respect and honesty and be in a place where it's just good, good. Right. Like you've had to work for so for so long at this. And I also would not call these like wasted years Mm -mm. or anything. But like even the fact that you said you had your final breakup in January 2022 and you got back together a month later, all the previous breakups have been a week. And you said in April, by April, you were fully in love with him. So you're back together in February (laughs) and you agreed to get back together and you weren't even in love with him until two months after that. Mm -hmm. Wrong person. Wrong person. Wrong person. And like you are in the best situation. He's got a new job. 
He signed a lease in the city you don't live in and you are loving the city you're in. That's where you're going to grad school. And that's where you like want to start your professional life. This is a the cleanest break you could have. Mm-hmm. So like just break up, end it. I promise you your experience in grad school and your experience just starting your professional life is going to be so much better because this is also the kind of guy if this happened to if you did this to him, it would not be a oh, well, I just I shouldn't have told. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is an emotionally immature man who will continue to do this. And also just casually bringing up in conversation like it's really hard to meet Pete. I will also say I, as someone who has does not drink alcohol, who has quit drinking alcohol, I do not like the vibes of someone going to a bar by themselves to meet people. That to me is just not a not a energy I am cool with when this person has lied about their age to meet younger it's the people. Age thing. It's so the like age thing that just. If keeps you told me someone me else who does that and then they made friends and it was like, oh, I went and I went to go. There was like playing a sports game or they had a trivia night or something, and I went to the bar and I made some friends. But someone who is not making friends, but just keeps going to a bar by themselves as their social activity by themselves, but is not making friends there. I don't want to like say something that will upset you, but like, so turn this off if you're not ready to hear it. But like, yes, making friends is hard. Making drinking buddies is not that hard. Mm -hmm. If he is going to a bar at least once a week and he is not making any friends, it's because he is hitting on women. That's or true. he's not there to actually try and make friends. Like, Mark goes and golfs. He like me- like he meets new yeah. people. Literally, he literally golfs with people. He like meets them golfing. They get randomly paired up, and he like texts them, and they like go golfing all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's, and that's not a drinking activity. Right. So like, there's a lot of activities you can do that aren't bars. If you're going back to the same bars and you're not making any friends there, why do you keep going? Yeah, that's true. So like, I just don't, none of this adds up to me. And again, if this is something he did not want to tell you, casually being like, yeah, it was really hard to make friends. Like some girl just kissed me. He wanted to tell you. Mm -hmm. And not because he felt guilty. And why is he like talking to a girl about hooking up at a bar? That's drunk. And she, and he's saying, oh, she was blackout drunk. Then why were you talking to her? And he's telling you this because he's not guilty. He's he's telling you this to gauge your response for how much he has to hide. Mm Mm-hmm. And how comfortable he can get. And seeing how riled up you get too. And if you'll stay mm-hmm. and how far he can push it. Because people who do bad things, some people do them because there's a lot of self-loathing and they don't want to get caught. Some people do them because they like to piss other people off. Mm-hmm. or they. Some people like to feel desirable. Or they like to piss you off and then they like to earn your... They like to win you back. Sorry. To me, this guy screams someone who wants the ego boost of fucking you over and winning you back Mm -hmm. because every single time he wins you back he knows that he's got to go bigger after when to break your trust again and he usually doesn't even have to work as it just becomes you're gonna stay like you're gonna stick it out through this shit and he's he's waving the red flags himself in front of your face yeah so and i yeah just get out and like i do not fault you at all for going through all of this and like it doesn't mean that you are like have a a destined to have a bad picker but like you picked one guy who's who's not the guy and you can't make him the right guy Mm -hmm. and i say this is someone who picked a lot of duds yeah yeah you need a big break from dating Mm -hmm. well good luck and get out yeah all right we're gonna take another break and we'll be back 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, we're back. Let's talk about the future of the show. Let's talk about the state. This is the state of the union. State of the. You never read the clickbooks, did you? No. Oh God, it was at the end, like every day, like in her diary, she would do like state of the union, like in shrugs, out caprice. <laughs> That's okay. great. So we're gonna mix up the show. We're gonna figure it out how we want to do it. Mm-hmm. I wrote down some notes. This is my first time I'm sharing with Melissa, and also the first time I'm 
reading this back. So who knows what I even said? Were you in a dream state when you were doing this? Maybe. Okay. But just before you start reading those, we've been getting less and less calls. I think one thing is that, like, we don't really advertise the show either. So no new friends. But we are in a a moment right now when we are inviting new friends in. We'll let you sit with us. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe we should start picking up promoting TikToks. Uh Yeah, that's a good call. I also think that I do look at the our audience as is I go I'm happy for a lot of you not having problems happening like stuff happening in your life like I'm seeing the growth and the evolution Mm -hmm. but I think we'll continue to like you know we're not continuing start to get back on advertising but I think I mean we talked about this before so these are I was thinking like something to kind of like keep in the same theme is gossip that other people have heard that like you know we like I've heard something 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 or whatever leading us to essentially what would you do slash hypotheticals in Mm. an advice circumstance but what i thought would be funny is doing it in a sense of like under the guise of like asking for a friend Mm. so maybe we're not you're not calling in or right like asking about it for a specific friend but along the lines of like wow what would i do if i was like in this situation Mm mm-hmm in and like an asking for a friend way because I mean we know that there are people who want to call in to the podcast but sometimes like the details or they feel like it's really revealing about who they are especially if they have friends who've listened which we love when you recommend us to the friends so something along the lines of like changing a bit of the information and saying oh it's not about me what would you do about this because if someone called us in now and was like oh this is what someone else is going through we'd be like no it's your own advice or you know like if you were saying it was something like in the world I have a friend who is uh with someone and they have a baby together but she went to a concert and he didn't like what she was wearing and I don't know like how to be like exactly that kind of thing yeah so something that it opens up that like bigger conversation it doesn't have to be like would you still love me if I was a worm which is like you know some of my favorite open-ended question to ask no but like so along the lines of like okay what would I do in this or how would I feel about it and in that sense because I think we you know when we don't have to have someone exactly tied to it Mm -hmm. it's a good thought starter because also a lot of people will talk about certain things happen in their life that then they go, oh, that reminds me of this podcast episode. And now we can just keep them in our arsenal. And then I was thinking we could start doing, we did for a, not like a lot, but like themed kind of shows mm-hmm. under like a broader umbrella of something where it's like, like <laughs> back to school, like something along. Yeah, like, we've done back to school yeah. once when, but again, our audience isn't as young as it used to be. Yeah. But, you know, that might bring mm-hmm. in you know, new listeners. We've done, when we have Mots on every yeah. year, we do the Valentine's Day relationship ones. We've done just sex only. Yeah, but like if we picked something that was like slightly more niche and if we broadened the, so like not about calling in necessarily about like personal things, but it's like something about furries or like something like very, very niche. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does anyone have any story, like any stories about this or any like gossip you've heard? Whereas like it can be like, through the grapevine so it goes game of telephone like I have no idea if this is fucking true but I heard this like I remember I'm in middle school 
I heard about um, this girl who would masturbate with a popsicle. And like now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I way. don't think that happened because like so sticky. Yeast she could have put it in a, uh, a condom and did yeah, but it, but it was very cold. Those kinds of things. And like thinking about like, I love what like I used to I ask moms all the time. I'm like, like, do you remember like what, some of like the like scandal, like high school things that like you talk and like talking about them with like a different lens is like, wow, that's like so it's interesting and it's funny and it's like a low stakes kind of hot gossip sort of a thing. Yeah. I remember there was one at my school where this girl that was on my cheer squad with me, people were saying she was having sex on a motorcycle. And I was like, how? Whose motorcycle? But how? Yeah. Like literally a motorcycle will in fall a garage? over. Does, is it a four-wheeler? Like a four-wheeler in a garage, I could see that. Yeah. But, but a, a motorcycle, you're going you're gonna to fall over. You're going you're gonna to break something. Yeah. So like stuff like that, I think is, especially if we do themed things, like if other people, like who, like anyone have any stories mm. about this, this and this. And we can also always lead those into, okay, so if this was us, like what we do in this situation and what would we say to do? I was also thinking for themed episodes, we could do a a character in an entity is going mm-hmm. through something or a choice or something. Mm-hmm. That, like a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we could use that as a jumping off point for, you know, things that we would say to that to give them advice or whatever or things that they relate like that would relate to other things that either we have gone through something like it or callers to give kind of a and also even like if it's like and then if it's something that's like kind of old and like like and like not telling us the outcome Mm -hmm. and us saying and giving the advice that we would tell you to do at that time and then calling back and being like okay this is what i did Uh uh-huh I was thinking about that one book that we mentioned on. So you don't have experience with quadruple penetration. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what was that girl's occupation? A mob princess? What was she? I don't know, but I like that. Wasn't, weren't they like protecting her? She had like a bodyguard. Yeah. Which, again, I, I just, I wonder what the salary is like yeah. for a, a full-time bodyguard. That's what it's also like if you're a mob princess. Sex. It's a lot. But who's paying Daddy? the mob? Does the mob have Daddy? like a... They, well, the mob takes care of their own. everybody else in the community. And so everybody pays a little fee. Okay. And so that's, oh, that's like how a monthly? the protection... Yeah. You pray for protection. Hmm. So they make money. They also usually are like running guns and drugs and things like yeah. that too. Gotta keep the lights on. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Mob how you got a mob. Um, And then the last one is something that we've talked about forever which is asking professionals for advice on things you know absolutely nothing about Mm -hmm. and i don't think it has to be like therapy no but like certain things and whether that leads into like themed episodes for like what other people are calling in about or writing in about um but i also wonder i was gonna say we used to on when we were doing those bonus episodes for stitcher then we would have some experts on and Mm -hmm. one time we had a woman on that makes sex toys. And it, yeah. it was a great episode, but a lot of people, we actually need to find that and bring it out. Oh, facts. We pro- there's probably like some things That's in our vault true. that we should bring out and probably need to listen to them first. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> some people we've have definitely been canceled. Yeah. Since. But yeah, but that was a great episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I was going to ask like about what do you think about opening up to not just being calls? Yeah. 
I'm fine with that because, because I think people will be more open to sending DMs and things. Yeah. So we've like historically been like emails only, emails only. And like we've opened it up on DMs in like time crunches for but am I wrong and stuff. And that's like a very easy medium for that. So like I think like obviously still people being able to call, being able to. You can send us voice memos in yeah. your uh, messages. Make, but like if you DM does, you can send us a mm-hmm. voice thing. Make sure you click the thing where it's like keep in chat yeah. so that it doesn't go away. So I'm they, we're open to like all of that and kind of expanding it to like make it easier. And also those formats of like if people want to be more anonymous mm-hmm. about certain things. And so people from like their life don't know because like we've said and people have done before like a voice changing app but especially writing it down and like i mean sending it in like a dm or an email i think opens up for some of that stuff and i think and this is i like got this idea when we were doing one of our last patreon live streams where it's like if there is like information you need to change for privacy but it is crucial in like that like we know so the advice that we're giving is not going to like an audience wouldn't be like, well, why would you give this advice or whatever? But like, if you're like, no, no, I know it would definitely factor into it. Being able to like sidebar it to mm-hmm. us and like sending a follow up, like just so you know, this is this, but I'm going to switch it to this or this or something like that. And then, you know, this I can discover. Maybe I'm thinking that this is giving me the vibes that this might mean this. And then mm-hmm. it goes, oh my God, that person didn't say it. So clearly they didn't write anyone out. But like, we just came to this conclusion or this 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 hypoth like this uh concept on our own that does change the advice. So those are all of my ideas that I wrote down. Those are great ideas. Thank you. Yeah, because I also think like a what would you do circumstance and situation. If we had a even other times, if we had a and like said what it was going to be for the like upcoming episode ahead of time, uh-huh. us being able to have our own like what we would be doing in that situation. And then other people like submitting it or writing it or calling in or saying what they would do. Mm-hmm. And I also think, especially if we did people who it was like their own stories or their own lives and it was not like this had happened way prior, then either in like the next episode or at the very end of the episode, we have them send in like, oh no, this is what I ended up, like this is what I did. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting to see like how we all would have gotten there. Great. You know? Great, great, great. And it can be kind of like the voice isn't sad because it's reality, but and the writing would be song. What? The voice, the TV show, the voice. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Okay. I thought you meant the voices. And ins- you said the In voices inside. And I was like, You're like girl, are you OK? Yeah. Let's do Coco's plus stickers. Um, no, I was going to say um, and then we could have an ongoing feud and we could be like the voice coaches yeah. who are like, but they've the, got wins. Yeah. But they're usually fucking all of them. I don't. I just I feel like just Blake Shelton. I know that's what Stefani. I'm talking about. But if him and and Adam Levine give me fucking energy. Oh, you are not alone in that sentiment. <laughs> I promise you, there is fanfic. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual tension there. Those are great ideas. Good job, Megan. Thank you. I also think we should open it up to having guests on again. Oh, but, I'm so but down. We're uh, very specific about who the guests are. So, like, share people with us that you think match our vibe. They may not be on right away. We might have to do some digging, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that we actually like them. But yep. send us some ideas, too. I've got we've have we have a whole list of oh, people we that do. we were always like, let's and have this per- person on. Literally some of the people who we had one. The person who was the top of our list. After I wrote that list, we became mutuals. After that, you had a meeting with them. After that, 
then I became mutuals with him on literally every platform. And then we'd like talk. And I'm like, oh, I guess manifestation's not totally. No, I, there's been a lot of things that we have manifested that have Uh happened. Accidental manifestation. Yeah. Which I call a happy surprise. Some might call an accident happy surprise. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Also, we should try to get that person on again because things have slowed down. So they're not going to be out doing interviews and stuff. You know what? This is our time to shine guest yes, wise. It is. It really is. And because they we can, can go share on pod- their misery. Yes, they can go on podcasts, but they can't be promoting anything. So this is a perfect time. Everybody's schedule is wide mm-hmm. open. Wow. Good call. But I think that that's a good start. Like audience, if you have ideas or things. And we're going to we should post this on our y'all hear if you're just listening to this, you'll hear it. After the people that are part of our Patreon that we've already posed the question to. Yeah. So we obviously want to keep like the same broad concept of like giving advice. We're not trying to like pivot to Mm -hmm. an entirely different niche, but something that just opens up more opportunity for, you know, Mm -hmm. like collaboration, expanding, growing, growing our our brand as like podcasters, because the truth is like podcasting isn't the same as it was before. Yeah. And we're just we're just changing up. We don't want to go away. This is the thing. No. It's like we don't want to go away. We still we love working together. We love having the community that we have. We made we've made friends from yeah. the community that we've built. And, you know, we did go on lockdown pretty much of like we're not we letting anybody together. else into this friendship uh-huh. because it was special. Like uh-huh. it, it, it. I mean, and it still is special, but we were protective over the people that we had like formed these relationships with. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, this is a business. Yeah. Too. And I think like we are also, I specifically am like much, I know a lot more to like <laughs> what to like look for and how to be like, I think we've also fostered like a really great community that like, I don't, and I don't want to say this in like a patronizing way that like we've felt protective over people, but like the podcast is very personal. Like people mm-hmm. share like really personal things. But I also think that like we've, fostered a community who's protective of each other yeah and so i don't think that we need to be so closed off in that sense Mm -hmm. like i i don't think that like we need to like i have faith in like the people that we let into this Mm -hmm. space but also the audience as a whole of like caring for their own and knowing that like you know if we if we mess up we fuck up like just tell us Mm -hmm. and like we'll fix it or fix it do whatever we need to do yeah and like it's been a lot of what this podcast has been Mm -hmm. and i think there'd be something nice about the world has just changed and since the pandemic has happened and so we've always used like media kind of like as an escape but in the last couple of years like there's a lot of like hard shit that people are going through. Mm-hmm. And I think like bringing back advice and gossip in fun ways that is not so heavy. So people who listen to this as a comfort, it's it's still it's still yeah. that it's still a comfort. And also people can not just use it as a escape, but also can be going through tough times in their lives. But then I don't want to talk about it. So then I'm going to call in or write in about something else and be able to like actively participate in it as is Mm -hmm. not like, oh, I'm going to wait until I'm in a better space and then ask for advice on this like rough thing that I'm going through. I'm still like obviously like open up to like talking about like harder topics and things that are happening with people. But um, yeah, being able to have a little more control of making sure that 
each episode's not like super heavy mm-hmm. for people. And I think that shift has was, happened in the pandemic. Yeah, there was a time where the episodes would get really dark and we were like, we can't do that. Yeah, because it's also not good for our mental health. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't want to, as someone who we've, we're still in the midst of the pandemic and like still dealing with like, the effects of that, like I would never want people to, hey, stop calling us in with like hard, t- sad shit you're going through. And I think we all wanted the world to kind of like just go back mm-hmm. at a certain point. And it's not there. So I think we need to ad- adapt and change yeah. for this to make it. So like it's a it's a fun experience for everybody and it'll have bright moments, sadder moments, but also just like a, a ho- hopeful and like the least cheesy way possible. Yeah. You know, because like advice should be hopeful, not like you're doomed. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we're real. And the thing is, like, we've gotten really comfortable and now we've got to get a little bit uncomfortable again. I love being uncomfortable. I don't know. Physically, I I physically hate it. I will rip my bra off. Speaking of uncomfortable. Do you have a bra on? No, but I'm sweating. So let's wrap up this episode so I can turn your fucking AC on. Yeah. I'm feeling my eyebrow sweat. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Also, we'll we'll pose the question. Like Melissa said, it'll be on our Patreon. Um, But also you can head on over to our Instagram if you have you can comment on like the last picture, but you can also just slide into the DMs if you have ideas too. So we'd love to hear from you and, or, or if any of these things that we brought up sound like your vibe. Yeah. All right. Have a good day. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Montz, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.